Welcome to another episode of Rich in Relationship. And today we're going to talk about how to parent as a step. And I'm not talking about 12 steps here. I'm talking about when you're the step parent, how do you parent? And sharing her experience, strength, and hope with us today is Lindsay Staten. She's a life coach out of Orlando, and she specializes in relationships. How are you, Lindsay? Doing good. How are you doing today? Awesome. So much better for actually meeting you. I'm really, I've Lindsay and I have been chit-chatting it before the show. Sorry, guys, we left you out. And it's been great. Hey, the question I ask everyone on the front end, because we all like a good story, is how did your heart lead you to do the work that you do in relationships today? Well, um, all of the, it's all come from a very selfish place, truly. Um, before, it seems I built this pattern in my life of before I enter a new phase of life, I, I just read everything I can get my hands on about it so I can go into it and nail it, right? Because that's how it works, right? So before I got married um, to my first husband, I read all the books, I'm going to have a perfect marriage. And then when um, I got pregnant, I read all the books about pregnancy and then childbirth, then parenting and then divorce and then remarriage and then blended families and step parenting and so I just read like crazy and um I I relationships are everything to me I love people I uh love connecting with people and so um I was gonna nail this whole step parenting piece and so I read all the books and I found a lot of stuff that was actually really helpful that I tried out and um I just, relationships are everything. They're just everything. I just feel like, what else is there really if you don't have good, deep, connected relationships in your life? I mean, that's that's my heartbeat was really just doing a lot of research for myself and then realizing, hey, you know, I can help other people with this and people can learn from my mistakes as well. Sweet. I love it. And I- I love the way you said it was really very selfish, except that, <laughs> you know, the highest form of selfishness, it turns out, is service to others. Oh, goodness. I, I, I mean, what I love about that is I used to think of Mother Teresa. Oh, she's such so saintly and so wonderful. She gave her life for all these people. And then one day I realized Mother Teresa really liked doing what she was doing. Yeah. And that's why she she really liked helping people like it, that. It's people don't do things for other people unless it feels good. Well, I think that's also the, that's also the, um, I feel like it's kind of a setup that way anyway, because when, I feel like when you're doing what you were born to do, you're wired to love it, which just absolutely ensures that you're going to keep doing it. And I think that was kind of pre-wired into us. So, Hey, you have a purpose and I'm going to make sure it feels great when you do it. So you just keep doing it. I feel like yeah. the system is rigged. Yeah. I think that idea of purpose that's huge we could do episodes on that oh no kidding yeah lots of them all right so clearly you have had the experience of being the step parent and so like myself you've had kids say to you but you're not my mom but you're not my dad or even better you've had the person who you're married to former spouse say you know you're not their mom or, you know, they're not your dad. Yeah. So what, what does it mean to be a step parent if everyone except you thinks that you're a parent? 
Oh, that is a great way to put it. Or, no, it was backwards. If everyone except you thinks you're not a parent, excuse right. me. Okay. Mm -hmm. If it's not apparent to them that you're a parent. <laughs> Perfect. The Maybe that's really what the show should be called. It's not a parent. It's a parent. That's good. I love Next that. Show. Um, that is uh, yeah, a really great way to put it is you're the, the parent that nobody wants. That um, I, I usually tell my clients, I'm like, um, you have all the responsibility of a parent, but none of the say so. And, um, and not even any of the joy sometimes. Sometimes not even the joy. And um, it's a very, very hard job. And it's completely thankless, like almost completely. And I feel like, um, I feel like I was almost overprepared for, um, how thankless it would be. So anything I got was like a pleasant surprise at the beginning, honestly. So the first step is manage your own expectations. I think so. Expect and less and you'll get more. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, expect nothing. Expect very little. It's going to be, um, if, you can ex if you can expect it to be a one-way street. And the thing, the thing that I keep running into with people and that I keep running into myself is that we're the adult. You know, we we get our feelings you hurt. Speak and... to yourself. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not an adult, but. Okay, me either. But we're supposed to. But relatively... I'm physically bigger and I've got more years. That's for right. sure. So technically speaking, we're supposed to be the adult. Yeah. And um, I've had this conversation with my biological daughter and her stepmother as well. Um so the first step in being a parent, I tell everyone, and I had a couple of friends just get uh, married for the second time, blending a family of six, um, six kids plus them, lots. Um, and it was just a couple weekends ago. And I remember telling them first off, never tell your stepchildren what to do ever, like never. And what I found is it's really easy to come into a situation, and maybe you've experienced this with nieces or nephews or other people's kids and it's really really clear that um where the holes are in the parenting you can see it crystal clear because you're one step removed if you will and um so i've walked into this going okay you know he is totally not seeing this in his daughter. He's totally not seeing this in his son, or he's getting manipulated this way. And actually what would serve. And so I walked into it. I read all the books. So I was ready to fix everything. Mm -hmm. Wrong approach, totally wrong. And it's, it's hard because you do see it clearly, but the reverse is my husband also sees the holes clearly in my relationship with my biological daughter. So you all of a sudden can become parenting enemies if you're not careful because you can criticize the other person's parenting of their own children and then try to uh, fix the other person's parenting of their own. And um, it's so natural. And I really wish I had known straight up, right out of the gate, do not try to fix anyone. Do not try to change anyone as a step parent your job is literally to show up and stand in the gaps. And it can actually be very liberating uh, to take yes. that stance. It can be liberating. You know what? 
I'm I'm not the blood parent here. You know, my job is to be bedrock. Uh, you know, my job is to be reliable. My job is to love unconditionally and without expectation. It's it, oddly, we probably should take that approach to our own blood children. Isn't that funny? You know? yeah. <laughs> but but uh, so there's actually a huge lesson when you become a step parent of, oh, you know, there might be a way of parenting where I don't have any expectations about how my kids should be. I mean, I have I have ideas about values and principles that I want them to live up to. But in the end, I can't make them do it. Right. And the last thing you want to do is force your spouse to feel caught in the middle, like they have to choose between you or their child. And we all know, put marriage first, marriage first. Yes, that's really easy to say when it's first marriage and kids come along later. But when a marriage comes after kids and you're trying to step into, oh, but I'm the wife, I get top priority theoretically and one of the mottos we have around here is we left should a long time ago like that's way we gave up on should a long time ago we wouldn't all be here so the way things should be and the way they are um can be very different and that can still be okay it can still be okay when you blend a family i hear that loud and clear i hear that when you blend a family there's this line that you're walking You, you know that when you're bringing your kids and their kids together, or even if it's just somebody else's kids and you and them, you, you need to be aware if, you, if you're not aware that they had the relationship with their children before they had the relationship with you. And right. you had the relationship with your children before you had the relationship with them. Right. It's, it's really unique that way. And if forced to choose, or if the feeling like, or if they feel, or if you feel like, I know there were times when uh, my wife took a position with my kids and I felt like I had to choose between them. Mm. And I, I thought it was really unjust and unfair. And it made me question why I was in the marriage. You know, we get all dramatic about this stuff. Right. No, um, you know, and in the end it, it produced a real, some really valuable dialogue between us about, all right, how do we want, how do you want me to be with your children? We both had kids when we walked the marriage. How do you want, uh, how do I want you to be with mine and what are our roles and you know, what's our partnership founded on? But initially, when it first comes up, you sort of go, whoa, I thought we were in love. I thought yeah. we had something special. What do you mean? You know, you've known, you've had that kid for 10 years and you've only been married to me for one, you know, or, or whatever your situation right. is. Right. Maybe. Very tricky. Very tricky. And I think that's something, <sighs> blended families are built on brokenness. Like that's the starting place. Like a first marriage, the foundation is, you know, love, emotion, chemistry, um, shared interests. Um, and when you enter a remarriage or a blended family, some, that means like nobody sits around as a little kid and be like, man, I can't wait to grow up and be a stepmom one day. Like you want to grow up and you want to get married and you want to have kids. Nobody dreams of being a step parent. There's no, you know, shower, special stepmom showers like it's not a celebrated thing it means something went bad wrong mm-hmm. at some point and so everybody in the whole both families or in some cases are walking together broken in some way mm-hmm. and so everybody's hearts are super tender and feelings are right below the surface um it's a very charged atmosphere and i feel like a lot of the st- like you said, um, what did you say? Being a bedrock, being, um, 
what was the word you used? It was so good. Something very stable and foundational. I feel like that can fall on the step parent, whether, whether that's fair or not. I mean, fair, please. Are we even talking about that at this point? But um, because there is so much upheaval. So step parenting, the less actual parenting you do of your stepkids, I think the better. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe even your own. Uh, and the, I think the other thing to consider is the statistics are that 70% of second marriages fail. That's 20% higher than first marriages. And why is that? Because let's face it, if you're getting remarried, you basically blew it the first time around. And so that the reason why the statistics are higher is you're, you know, you, you've already shown that you're lacking in some way. This Now, the funny thing is my wife and I, when we got married, we were sure it was the other parents' fault. Oh, of course. Like we, we knew we were going to succeed because those other parents were all screwed up and we were right. perfect. But the, but the truth is that water seeks its own level. Yes. And though we may have been improving and growing in ways that our first marriages, partners weren't, you know, we still had our baggage. And so what you what you know when you're entering into a second marriage is you're going to have some baggage. And what you know when you're entering a second marriage is you already killed the first marriage for one reason or another, or they killed it for some reason or another. And so statistically, you're going to have to work even harder. You know, and I don't mean like um, I don't mean like that. No, work harder. That's I just I just did a post on the myth of working hard that you know so your relationship works. Right. Because the truth is, in those first marriages, we all work really hard there, too. It's more like uh, maybe it's more like greater awareness. You know, okay. we need to walk mm -hmm. into this second relationship with greater awareness that we have stuff. You know, and, and the and the step parenting situation ups the game. Right. right. It's like it's not only did did not only did I fail to have my first marriage work, though, I'd love to blame it all on her. You know, not only did I, I mean, I have responsibility there. Truth is, I served her. Not only did I fail to have that first marriage work for whatever reason, maybe I picked the wrong person or whatever, or but I mean, there were, I still picked, I still chose, I still entered in, I still made a commitment that I wasn't willing to keep. Mm -hmm. You know, not only did I fail, but now I'm walking into a more complicated situation. So complicated, right? So I, I, I have, I'm a loser, quote unquote, right? Like this would be like the equivalent of I'm already a felon. Right. If we, we were talking, if we were talking about, uh, if we were talking about arrest records, right. I'm already a felon, and now I'm walking in with a second potential opportunity here, and it's even more complicated, and there's more pressure. Right. I was surprised. I was surprised when I initially read that statistic as well, because I'm going, okay, so we all blew it the first time, so we're going to be that much more committed, but maybe it's more like we have a lower threshold of what we're willing to put up with. Maybe we've been through too much. Um, but yeah, it's easier to, I guess, walk away when you've already walked away once. And, and that was something I regularly told all of our kids, my stepkids and my daughter um, was divorce. As much as we would like to say it's all one person's fault, it is never all one's person's fault. It it can be 50, 50, 70, 30, 90, 10, 95, five. Like, but you can't just say, oh, she- I'm Teflon. Right. <laughs> and you know what? Even if it's unfaithfulness is involved, it doesn't make it 
100% zero. I mean, there's nothing that will make it that way. And um, I know we like to retell our stories in ways that are flattering to us, but I think it's, it doesn't do our kids a service. I mean, and of course we go back to the time. I mean, just everybody knows don't talk bad about your former spouse to your children. I mean, everybody knows that. And for some reason, a lot of people really still struggle with that. And of course that has to do with the dynamic of how the marriage ended and all of that. And, you know, how much uh, healing and forgiveness has been done. Um, but I'm really surprised when I talk to so many clients who they and their ex are still going at it after sometimes years, sometimes decades. I'm like, oh my gosh, really? Why are we still doing this? And how is this helpful? Do you still yeah. need to win? No. So there, there you are. You're, you're a, a, a double winner or whatever you want to call it. You're, you're, in, your <laughs> you're in your second marriage and it's, there's more pressure because one of you or both of you brought kids into it. Um, and part of the pressure is, it seems like um, you need to walk into this if it's to have it work. It's not just going to be about hard work. It's not just going to be about love. There needs to be an, an awareness and a willingness to uh, there. Need, I think there needs to be maybe maybe acceptance is the word I'm looking for. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just how does acceptance fit in as a step parent? You are it, it has to be. If you signed up and you have committed your life to your spouse you are marrying the children 100%. They are in your lives forever. And it has to be unconditional acceptance. And I think we're all familiar with the feeling of someone's doing something I disapprove of, so I'm going to distance myself because I'll reward them with my attention when they start acting the way I think they should act. When in this case, I don't think that applies not to kids, to kids, you got to show up and you have to love and accept and try so hard not to parent and not to fix um, with little to no reward. And it's, um, I think acceptance is everything. And um, you can't walk into it saying, okay, well, if they behave the way I think they should, then I will accept them as my own. Well, that's not the goal either. That's not the goal either. Um, but acceptance is everything. And it's also, it, it's almost a preemptive acceptance. You walk into it going, I am owning this 100% for the rest of my life. And that can be intimidating, but it can also be as you say, freeing, you've settled it, it's done. And then you commit to figuring it out. And I I've often refer to it as a dance. And there's a move forward, move back, step on each other's toes, apologize, so much grace required, uh, so much forgiveness required, but an absolute commitment, not just to the marriage, but to the kids themselves. You uh, got to give grace to receive it. So I love that. How can people find you, Lindsay? Um, I have a website. It's www.lindsaystaten.com. And um, also uh, my email is lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-E-Y, at lindsaystaten, L-I-N-D-S-E-Y-S-T-A-T-O-N.com. And shoot me an email. We can set up a 
time to just get on the phone and chat and see if there's anything I can help you with. Yeah, all of that'll be in the notes. So oh, okay, great. If you didn't get it down, don't worry. It's it's in the notes for this podcast or video blog or whatever you're tuning into here. Hey, and Lindsay, the question that I ask everyone at the end of the show is, what is the legacy you want to leave behind? The legacy I want to leave behind is just loving really hard, loving without expectation. And um, we love with conditions so often, even when we say we don't, even we don't know we're doing it, but being a step parent has taught me what it really means to love as a decision, not as the emotion, not because it feels good, but just committed, loving, hard through everything. So I guess the legacy I want to leave is just 100% um, unconditional love and grace. I love that. And I love, uh, we love to say here at Rich in Relationship that love is a muscle. Oh my gosh, perfect. Uh, and uh, so there are times when you may not be feeling so loving, but you know you love that person and you know you need to show it. So you best go exercise them muscles, you know, in those moments. And Perfect. That, that's like well, the heart of that's the heart of what I just heard you say is like, yeah, you know, we talk about we talk a good unconditional love game. But Absolutely. in real life, if you're really going to love, you might have to you might have to work that love muscle just a little. I'm so sweet. Stealing that. I'm stealing it, Rich. I'm oh, you can have it. You can have it. <laughs> I'm stealing you your words. I like I it think, better. I don't think they're mine. I think I got them from somebody else. I, <laughs> I, I, you know, it's, it's, uh, I get a lot of clients who say, I have no patience. And I tell them the same thing. Patience is a, it's a muscle. You gotta, you gotta work at it. Every, every time you exercise your patience, you get a little more patient. You know, it's just like going to the gym. Yep. Um, Wow, I don't want to end the show. <laughs> it's been it's been great having you. I'm I'm coming down to Florida. Maybe you know, maybe we can meet up somewhere. But we're going to be we're going to be living in Wellington for the next couple of months, which is still a couple hours away. But you know, I, stay in touch. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Rich. All right. Bye bye. Bye. 